uh, long breaks to me are yeah, just like a good break from the general routine, uh, the 40 hour work week, if you will, a uh, way to just kind of say, I'm going to do what I want to do day by day and not plan out my whole week. Welcome to the Productivity Lab, the podcast here for the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And that might be the first time I did that in a, on one take <laughs> with the intro tagline. Yeah. Yeah, we typically have a lot of flubbings on those, but I think I did it right. Uh, I guess tweet us if I got it wrong, but I feel like that was right. I did uh, too. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, though, we just got back from our Christmas New Year's break, and we'll be talking about the importance of long breaks in the future. But in the meantime, Mark, what have you been up to over the past three weeks since our last recording? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, it would be three weeks. I've been up to a few things, so I'm kind of getting back into the midst of things. So let's see, I published some blog posts that I was, you know, was holding on to and filing, getting those out. Um, that was my end of year list. I was going to do like a whole, last year I did a, my favorite books of the year. Um, so I decided to just combine everything, books, movies, TV shows uh, that I enjoyed this year. Uh, so end of year list, I posted that. Uh, my writing stats, I always like to go over those mm-hmm. um, at the end or slash beginning of the year because I'm still typically writing up until you know the last day of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like to compile those and I share that out on a blog post, uh, just see my word counts and stuff like that. And, and the important thing is, is that I do not set goals or think that, oh, because I didn't write as much as last year, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. I'm not doing good. Again, uh, when you take our yearly theme episode mm-hmm. into into account and our folk, my focus is on writing, that's the important thing is that I was writing for the year. And then um, posting some past book reviews that we've already did episodes for. So one of them was, uh, was it Deep Work that I posted? No, I haven't posted I, I haven't that one. Read your blog in a bit, so yeah, I don't know <laughs> you posted. Yeah, no worries. Uh, no, I finished and scheduled uh, the practice shipping creative work. So right now okay. I'm trying to work on the illustration that I like, and you know, kind of yelling at myself that I'm not keeping up with my drawing because it's kind of yeah. rough. Not that I was, not that I'm good, but it, it's still kind of rough uh, getting back into doing and practicing illustration. Um, I also completed my annual review and so outline my plans for 2022 uh, based on the yearly themes uh, that we had discussed in the last episode. Um, I worked on Project Witch some more, doing Mm -hmm. some writing, uh, published newsletters, and then I had my booster shot this week, uh, which took me out. (laughs) (laughs) As I understand, you're booster shot hangover right now. <laughs> yes. Um, while I'm not no longer feeling, you know, the effects of aches and everything, it made my back pain even worse. Uh, while while I'm no longer feeling uh, all of those effects, um, I am still like uh, kind of tired and, and, and mm. so laggy, fatigued, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm getting better. Uh, so that kind, that was kind of set me back a little bit this week on getting some stuff done, but that's okay. That's okay. Mm. We need time to recover. So that's what I've been up to um, in those past three weeks. What about you? 
I've been making headway on the project tile that you coined last episode, uh, Project Knipsy, uh, which I have a set due date to have that done by uh, preferably mid-April this year. And it's a pretty ambitious project for somebody like me who knows nothing about what I'm getting myself into. But <laughs> it's uh, good to get yourself out there, which is what my focus is for this year after all. So I'm focusing really heavily on that. I've set a goal to spend at least one hour per work day on the projects. Weekends are optional. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do it on weekends, but with like social stuff. And I, I tend to not do side project work on Saturdays except for recording this show because I like to give myself one day to not actually really focus on anything specifically. I don't even like read that much on Saturdays. And then Sundays are mostly chores and uh, my audio drama project. Uh, I work on every Sunday with my co-writer for usually about three hour sessions with each other. So those are pretty much full Sundays at full day. So Monday through Friday, I'm planning on spending at least an hour revising this thing that I wrote last January. So it's been a, a nice fun experience, uh, going through the revisions. I had a few beta readers, I guess, spoiler alert, this is a writing project as it's not surprising at all. considering the content of the stuff we talk about in the show. <laughs> I had a few beta readers and, uh, some of the, they gave me some good compliments and some good feedback, which I'm taking to mind as I'm reading through this. And I'm looking forward to what I put out there. As I say to myself every day when I'm working on this, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to exist because the point of this project isn't to become a well-known indie author of some sorts. It's the point of the project is to get my work out there in a semi-professional way. And that's what I'm focusing on. So I've been doing that or at least an hour each day. Uh, I've been playing around with different workspaces, which is a previous episode of TPL, if you want to check that out, uh, with different workspaces in my house and kind of turned in my after work time into a pseudo coffee shop time where I go to the kitchen table. I sit on the opposite side that I typically do. Like I usually sit on one side while eating dinner. And then I decide to sit on the opposite side of that. And I brew myself a cup of decaf coffee put on headphones and listen to focus music for an hour or more and just get down to work on this. And it's been helping a lot because I was like, I should go to coffee shops to work on this because I get my most focus done on coffee shops. But uh, spoiler, uh, January for us is just week a low non-essential spending month. So we're not buying anything that we don't need as in like no going out to eat, uh, no alcohol. And uh, we do have a coffee shop exception as we decide. So if you really need to go to a coffee shop to focus, that's fine. But coffee shops do add up and I don't want to go to a coffee shop every day after work. So I've uh, made an effort to transform the dining room into a pseudo coffee shop for after work hours. And so far, I think it's going pretty well. It's only been a week of this, but I'm, I'm liking my year of focus so far. So <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, other than that, though, I guess the only other big thing I did is that on my wall next to my computer, I put a list of my four uncompromising, uncompromising values, uh, which are things I want to keep in mind at all times. These are things that whenever it comes to thinking about like, what to do, I should look at this list first to know like if I'm compromising these or not. And for, I may mention this in a previous episode, but they are health, which is, includes mental and physical uh, relationships, growth and curiosity, and side projects and creativity. Those are my foreign comprising values. And those are the things I'm trying to use in my daily life now to get myself in certain decisions I make. So uh, uh, that's probably the only other big thing I've done. But other than that, though, it's been a long break. I was in 
Colorado for a week, seeing my family. And then when I came back, I had like three or four days left before work. Did absolutely nothing in those three or four days, except for maybe a few chores. And it was great. And that is the topic of today's episode, is the importance of long breaks. Uh, I'm pretty, despite the title of this one, with the word long in it, I predict this episode is going to be pretty short. So, <laughs> so long breaks, what are they to you, Mark? Well, I haven't really took a long break. What I consider long. Okay. So I'm, take a long break from work. I'm recently. more of the mind of a long break being at minimum like two weeks. Like you're Damn, taking I, for me a week is <laughs> a long break. Like a sabbatical. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at. So when I think of long break, I'm like a three month sabbatical is a nice long break. Now we can bring it down to reality and say, okay, yeah, yeah a long break. Uh, for the typical person or, or typical knowledge worker, if you will, would be mm-hmm. a week off. Yeah. Of course, I'm uh, familiar with those. I love those. I enjoy those very, very much. That's what long breaks are to me. It's it's to the purpose, the true purpose, or to take a better long break um, would be one that drastically shifts what you do on a day to day. Mm. so yeah like traveling traveling if for a knowledge worker if you're working at we work at computers and we're on computers all day doing stuff so that would mean if i was actually to take a uh, long break which i was but um my plans was just canceled i Uh, I was going to go well i was we were planning to go watch race uh 24 hours uh race and omicron um, so wait, 24 hour race. What are you talking about? In Daytona, Florida. It's oh, okay. a car racing yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, okay. but we know how Florida handles COVID. <laughs> and so I was like, so we were like, uh, their case rate and everything. And so we've been watching as Omicron been spreading or whatever. We're like, mm. no, but the, that's the kind of long break, something drastic. So these, mm. the typical long breaks that I take when I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a week off work or we got week and a half off of work. I'm working on side projects. I'm writing. Uh, so I'm still on a computer screen. I'm still, you know, uh, looking at calendars and things of that nature. And that's not really the mental break or, or long break that I would need or one would need. So you would need to drastically change what you do. And that is actually like taking a vacation, stepping away from the screens, if that's all you use, and going out into nature, going on trips to see the museums, events, mm-hmm. if we can do that now. But that's kind of like more in line what I'm thinking about a uh, long break compared to the breaks that I normally take. Um, so that's kind of what uh, briefly what I think about what I would prefer a long break to be like a sabbatical um, versus. I think we all would, especially <laughs> as side projects oriented people. Which give me a two-month sabbatical to write my damn book. <laughs> exactly. Like, so like uh, a long break. I'm planning another one. My mom is going to beat me to it, I think, is the cross crunch. Oh, cross crunchy. (laughs) Cannot speak, folks. Um, The cross booster shot. It's the booster cross country train trip. Oh, yeah. We talked about this before. I think on the show. Yes. So um, it may not necessarily be a long break because I'll be on a a, tablet screen. But yeah. 
that's still one I'm looking forward to to take uh, across. And that would be a nice long break to depart. I'm in different surroundings, uh, sightseeing and stuff like that. Well, sightseeing from a train. But <laughs> I think that would be that that would be something. You like yeah, good. for like some stops, I guess. So usually I take Amtrak to yeah. Fort Worth a few times. And uh I think they do like prolonged stops at places where people really get on stretch for like half an hour or an hour. But you can't like really see you can do like really sightseeing. You just get out you just get out as all. Yeah, you you'll have to go to the observation deck to or yeah to see you know the sights and stuff like that. Which so, if you haven't tried by train, I think you have. Have you? Yes, uh, in uh, other countries. <laughs> okay, I've traveled by like I mentioned earlier. I traveled by Amtrak a few times, only to go to Fort Worth. I, I was helping a friend move from Fort Worth down here to Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, I took an Amtrak to go uh, see her. So that way, you know, it's a one way ticket. And now I don't worry about my car and I just drive the U-Haul down. Uh, but I remember that trip that uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like going to the observation deck and just like watching like this country land just go by, like all yeah. these fields. It's a very serene thing. Also, like a lot of the Amtrak routes don't really take you by that much cell service. So it's like basically you and whatever you have with you and the and the speeding on world. It's a really, I'd say, almost magical feeling. Uh, just to be that isolated for a bit, but still in transit. It, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. I, I have no conscious memory of taking a train in the U.S., but overseas, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Obviously. Well, anyway, so your Amtrak trip idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's part Derailing of Derailing a train conversation. That's not safe. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about trains. So that that's kind of my... Uh, I, hopefully I answered your question, but that's kind of my idea of a long break of, of what they are and you know, what I would prefer versus what I actually can do and get. Yeah. I I would think a long break. I mean, we can, you know, everyone may have different ideas of what long breaks are. Yeah. I'm curious to hear uh, yours. For me, it's mostly a break from just a general routine. Mm -hmm. So I've done a few staycations during the years of the pandemic. Uh, I think I did like three or four of them so far. And those are, I'm still here in Austin. I'm still in my house, but there's like no priorities set. There's no outward goals. There's no external pressure from my employer to do anything. Uh, long breaks to me are, yeah, just like a good break from the general routine, uh, the 40 hour work week, if you will. A uh, way to just kind of say, I'm going to do what I want to do day by day and not plan out my whole week. Uh, because I've tried to plan out my whole staycation weeks and they never go according to plan. Very rarely do they do that because when I enter into vacation mode, my brain doesn't want to do anything that's like necessarily productive. It wants to do things like relax. I want to do things like go around the city. I even like cut back and exercise a lot during those weeks. Uh, I might go for like a few walks or maybe a few runs here and there, but I don't have it regimented like I do during a normal work week. For me, it's just, it's just a way to like snap out routine and get away from it, even if it's like in my own house. Of course, if you could travel, that's even better. Like I spent a week in Colorado seeing my family and that was just great because the entire routine was different. Not to mention that uh, the usual room I stay in with my family uh, wasn't available this time. So I had to stay in a different room. So I actually made it even more different than usual. But uh, the whole thing was just like a great time to just like forget about everything. Uh, and we go to the mountains like one day 
as well, which is nice because I'm, you know, I'm out of here in Austin. Uh, but to me, a long break is a excuse to put your brain into to reference something from our previous episodes that we talk about a lot. It's a way to put your brain into scatter focus, uh, which is the ability, which is basically having your brain operate on a uh, what they call it, a default mode network. I'm not neuro, a well, neuro, neurologist. I'm not a neurologist, so I can't really speak too much about it. But but there is obviously two different kinds of ways of your brain operating, which is the focused, routine-oriented way, and then there's the more open-ended, uh, non, uh, non-focused mode, which you could read, read, you could learn more about in a review of Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. And we also have a follow-up episode about just hyperfocus and scatter focus in general. But a, a break is a good way to just kind of get into that routine as like a 24-7 thing, which... Uh, has multiple benefits, at least personally speaking. I don't have any studies in front of me, but personally speaking, uh, those benefits include uh, your brain working on creative problems in the background, so you have like a bunch of ideas come to you. Uh, it has also the benefits of kind of like refreshing your brain from all the uh, buildup of routine. Routine is good. I think routine is important, but after a while, it kind of becomes dull. So taking these like one week, two week breaks, even if it's a staycation, uh, is a good way to kind of just like like rid your brain of that. And then when you come back, you always feel refreshed. Of course, this is speaking from my personal experience, not everybody's. I don't have any studies to support my opinion, uh, my personal experience, but with my, uh, what's the word with my N equals one sample size, that's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is to me. It's a, it's a way to kind of put your brain into scattered focus mode. I always try to do creative projects during these times, but I end up having my brain always like, no, don't do it. So I end up, Never really working the way I want it to work, but it always works out better than I want than I intended to. And yeah, that's to me what a long break is. Uh, of course, it could change for each person because people's schedules change, and we do have the benefits of being knowledge workers to have a little bit more flexibility to their schedules than other people. But we also have the disadvantage of being Americans, where our vacation time is basically non-existent. So we have, we accrue vacation time at my work and. That means I gotta treat it like a budget, so I gotta make decisions around my around my vacations. I can't just like say I'm gonna take a week off. I have to plan like two weeks in advance, like how much can I take? Should I work extra this day before leaving to save vacation for another day? Uh, I always end up working about one or two ten hour days before I take vacation just to use less vacation time, uh, so I can accrue it for later. So it does, in a sense, makes me more excited for the break because I'm working more and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for this thing to end. Uh, but at the same time, it also makes it harder to really make a sound decision with my uh, work experience. I know you have a more flexible vacation time in your job. These you work at a fancy tech company, not a government agency. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that is true. Um, I get technically it's unlimited vacation, but it just means vacation. That's not tracked. Like, yeah. No set yeah. hours given. And, you know, that has its own challenges, too, because psychologically, when people are given, quote unquote, unlimited vacation, they mm-hmm. take fewer vacation days than if they were to just be given, you know, yeah. a lump sum of hours per year. So you have to consciously try to make sure that you're taking. I don't even know what's what you would deem appropriate amount of vacation per year and that you're not kind of cutting yourself 
short. But I'm of the mind that if you get your work done, like who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of modern knowledge workers agree with. So, yeah. I mean, because I mean, it, I know we're talking about long breaks because it, it also breaks down into, you know, the work week itself. I mean, we mm-hmm. all know that I'm a, a, a major supporter of the four day work week. Yeah. Uh, we both are. Um, <laughs> but, or even not even a full eight hour day because. I mean, let's be real. We mostly pad our hours anyway yeah. to get up to. It's just an arbitrary yeah. number. Anyway, we're not going to. Get, <laughs> we get a, yeah, <laughs> get a whole soapbox spinoff but, series about Kyle and Mark yeah. talk crap about the 40 hour work week. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's some there's there's that like even though it, it, it is a little bit more flexible, but I also work in an area where, um, you know, time off does impact the rest of my team uh, for availability mm-hmm. since we're since I deal with customers um, so that does have an impact so not too many people you know that you know support the same products or something like that can all be off at once you still have to manage that even though I you know have quote-unquote unlimited vacation mm-hmm. um, there's a psychological barrier uh, in regard to that I, like when I first got it I actually took fewer vacations than I did when I had a set, you know, hour mm. of vacation. And it wasn't until I went back and tracked like how much vacation time I took off. I was like, wait, 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 I'm taking, <laughs> you know, fewer vacation days. Like, nah, we got to match or match or exceed that. Uh, so I made sure to correct that uh, so that I can build in some uh, nice uh, breaks in between and at my company you know also flexible that people have taken sabbaticals um that's something that i'm interested in they've taken three months a three month sabbatical <sighs> so the last quarter of the year you know they will take off that i mean that's something that we have the opportunity to do at my company mm-hmm. and that's something I'm, I'm seriously interested in to spend that time not mm-hmm. to do nothing, but to do some studying or training in something. Um, yeah. So that's another opportunity of a, a long break to to remove yourself from your your daily uh, mm-hmm. work grind or experience, and to kind of refresh and 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 rebuild yourself, if you will. We all need it. Um, the brain needs it, um, and I think that's part of the. the I mean, that's largely the reason why long breaks are so important. We've talked about smaller breaks, you know, taking Mm. your five minute between Pomodoro or 15 minutes to go for a walk and stuff like that. And it's to help the brain recover, you know, memory retention and stuff like that. It's like a muscle. It gets work. It gets fatigued. There's only so much fuel it can run on. Um, and then you have to re- replenish it and help it grow, build and grow. And that downtime that you have helps build up the brain, strengthen connections, mm. you know, make newer connections and stuff like that. Which, which is like the premise of things like digital minimalism, which is uh, why we reviewed that book as well, because that uh, digital minimalism basically means that you give your brain more time to focus and take breaks. Mm-hmm. So like being distracted by everything. Like, of course, like you, you go ahead and take a five, 15 minute break on Twitter if that helps relax you. Also, they're good to take like more deliberate times, like where you don't have to deal with that at all, and just have your brain just be in relaxed mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, constantly being on the go, 
it's no difference than if you're knowledge worker or if you're uh, I don't know what other term people use. If you work yeah. retail or something, for some reason, for example, in retail, at least in the U.S., we don't let people sit, employees sit when they're doing checkouts and they're working with You have to stand all the time. You can't stand all, all day. Yeah. You need some variety and movement. And your brain needs a variety and, and task and things that it yeah. has to, to build. It's, it's like the opposite problem of, of office workers. Office workers sit around too much and they, we should have more staying desk. And for retail and food service, they stand around too much and uh, they need to sit more. Exactly. Like I remember working in the food industry back in college and yeah, we used to get a whole shift of just like running around, just doing things. Yeah, I don't miss that. Like, yeah, working, working fast food. <laughs> I almost mentioned a meme I saw, but anyway, working fast food um, and working retail. Like you're standing all day, you're running around. I mean, and you get like, I'm going to say, you get those stinky 15 minute breaks to go sit down in a <laughs> break room. Your feet hurting. Yeah. It, it's just not good. And then you have to get yeah. up and go around and then just pretend to be busy when the store is empty. It's like, <laughs> there's no one here. And you want me to yeah. just, like, there's, I already cleaned that shelf. You want me to just go refold the towels? Anyway. Sorry, <laughs> no, I, I get, I get that. Uh, I will say from personal experience, I got let go from a job because I wasn't pretending to be busy and I had nothing to do that day. <laughs> so I got our next book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bullshit uh, jobs. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that'll be book number. I guess up to number seventy. Book number seven on the list. I think it's David Graeber. I've always wanted to read that book. Anyway. Back to long breaks. See, talking about long breaks. See, that's, you know, uh, having uh, retail workers, employees, you know, working restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, you would would definitely need a long break. And they don't necessarily get the vacation, you know, allowance or any vacation uh, to necessarily be able to take those long breaks. So I know I realize I'm speaking from a knowledge or office worker perspective. Yeah. We definitely have that bias in this show, especially being two knowledge workers that work from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we definitely have that bias there. It'd be nice to have uh, more variety, but uh, there's only two of us in the world. So uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, the, there's a whole different soapbox we go on to. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be, uh, so this might be a short episode. If we go into the soapbox, people might stop listening. Yeah. And Mark then keeps be like a two hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> Mark keeps opening these can of worms because I'm just having <laughs> these mental flashbacks as we're discussing <laughs> the need of long breaks. Yeah. Well, we'll lay that off. We're not a opinion or a, I guess like a, a policy opinion based podcast. So we're a proactivity opinion based podcast. Indeed. And yes, that's a systemic issue with uh, different industries, but with the industry that we work in is one we had to work with. So yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, <laughs> so we discussed the importance of taking long breaks, what kind of what we're thinking about them. So how to take better long breaks, I would think mm. it, it, this is related to productivity. Again, when you're you're going at it, you're using, you know, the centers of the brain to, mm. you know, troubleshoot or work on problems. There's multiple things that do stack up uh, that mm. leads 
or, you know, you two needing to take a long break. And we'll just say a long break will be just one week. We'll use that mm. measurement. That's my usual long break time. Yeah. And and that's really, uh, so that will be, you know, drastically changing your environment, I would think, from mm. my perspective. I guess, you know, final thoughts on how to take better breaks. Drastically changing your environment. So if you are a knowledge worker, for example, I mean, that's, that's stepping away uh, from the computers and the Zooms and the screens and everything, if you can, and really spending that time working on you. Work on another language. Spend that time learning a second language that actually... Read other books in your backlog. Exactly. Um, you know, that, you know, reading strengthens the brain. It relaxes you. We've discussed this before in past episodes where studies show, you know, at least six minutes of fictional reading, I believe, uh, has a drastic reduction in stress uh for you yeah yeah that's actually i find that I'm, on days when i it's like why i read before bed i read fiction before bed it just like makes me less stressed out oh absolutely uh doing that reading obviously going for walks uh going outside that re-energizes mm-hmm. you doing some sort of physical activity actually does you know have mental uh, uh, benefits and helps your emotional state as well. Mm. Uh, that is always good and helps refresh you. And just being intentional with how you spend your time off when you're taking that break. Um, just truly step away from the screen if you work on the screen. I know that's so difficult to do <laughs> with our screen-laden really world, but that's where yeah. digital minimalism can come in place. And actually, Kyle Newport is doing a challenge I think like no social media or something for the entire month, like no Twitter of or, or something of, of January. So um, that's probably over by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, this comes yeah. out one twenty four. Yeah. So he he has done pretty much at this point. Yeah. But yeah. So doing stuff like that, like really changing your environment and to really step away from what you consider normal, because mm-hmm. then you'll ease yourself back into it. You feel you know more rested or rejuvenated. And ready to kind of take the the challenge on whatever that is, and maybe you'll have better ideas because you were able to rest those parts of your brain uh, to not be you know cranking out or, or working hard on you know whatever pieces of work that you had before you took your break. So you know, not just taking a break, but think of uh, of better ways to take that break, to take that time off, and how to how you can truly step away. And drastically change your environment uh, during that long period. Yeah, that sounds like good advice. I'd also throw in the advice to during those times to really don't give yourself too high of a priority of a to-do list. And if you do, uh, make sure that that's novel things or things that have been weighing in your brain for a bit. So like if you have to like reorganize the house or do some yard work or do a bunch of errands that you aren't able to do during your normal uh, work week, it's a good good time to do those. Also, I guess with traveling, I would, I'm a kind of traveler where I don't like to have any hit list for things to do. I just want to do it day by day. Same. And uh, that helps me relax. And so uh, some people are different. Some people actually like to have like a big to-do list when they travel, and that's fine because they, they want to experience everything. It just depends on like the kind of person you are. But in my experience, I prefer to not to have a solid to-do list. Actually, on my Todoist app, my number of like unfinished tasks that like are usually like repeating tasks that usually happen throughout the week. 
when I got back from my vacation was like, you have like 30 unfinished tasks because <laughs> I wasn't doing the same routine anymore so I can complete them. Yeah. And so I just let them hang out. And to do is has a vacation mode where it doesn't count against you. There's an arbitrary point system that I sometimes follow. And uh, the uh, I had vacation mode on, which makes it easier. But yeah, I recommend just having no to-do list. And if you do have a to-do list, focus on the things that have been weighing you down and not on things that you necessarily want to do unless you actually feel like you have to do it. If I say, I don't know, recording an album has been weighing you down and you haven't had time to do it and you have a week to a week off, go ahead and do it. But a long break should be a time to just kind of take a break from a normal routine and experiment with new ones and just, or don't have one at all. Anyways, I think that's all I got to say about long breaks. Anything else? Last thing is uh, to add to that, uh, kind of like the book review that we did, Algorithms to Live By. I can't think of the uh, particular author's name. What I thought, like doing something new, again, you don't have to go anywhere if you're, if you're taking a, uh, a long break. It can be a staycation. But try a new restaurant. Try new things. Oh, yeah. Um, that's right, yeah. Those yeah. built new experiences for you. Yeah. And, and it really, and, and it has such a profound mental impact. So, yeah, uh, long breaks, I give them five out of five. Same, five out of five. <laughs> uh, if you take one, take one. Indeed. All right. All right. What's uh, up next for us, Kyle? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've been really bad at sharing what's happening next for the past couple episodes, yeah, as I've realized. <laughs> so, oh, to be fair, our, our schedule is kind of, I've been, uh, it was kind of chaotic for a bit with like all the holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were kind of playing week by week, which is like why the past couple episodes have not been actually a review of anything yeah. except for this one, uh, just because we've been so busy with other things. So our, our next episode is going to be an actual review over an actual product. So we're going back to, uh, consumerism side of the product TV side. Uh, we'll be reviewing specifically the theme system journal. Uh, by CGP Gray and uh, Mike Hurley of the podcast Cortex uh, from their, yeah, from the themesystemjournal.com, I think is what it's called. Uh, we've mentioned in the last episode. Uh, this is a journal that I've been, that I used for a long while and then I kind of stopped using for a bit because journaling is like one of those weird habits. But we'll get into that in the next one. Uh, I will be using this journal for the next couple of weeks and we'll be back in two weeks with a review of, our, of the journal and uh, what we think about it. I already have my opinion formed, I feel like, but it might change. We'll see. In the meantime, you could follow us, the Productivity Lab, on Twitter and Instagram at Productive Lab. You could also go to our website where we have all of our previous episodes at theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show for short. You could follow me on Twitter at KyleSQ9 where I go through phases of being on and off Twitter. I'm currently on an, an off phase right now. Uh, you could also... Read all my bloggings at quadrant9.net. You'd also read all my short stories that I've publicly published at jonathankweb.com. You'd also uh, follow my newsletter, which is buttondown.email slash kylesq9. I haven't updated it in a while, but I plan on updating it either. I think there should be one new issue, at least by the time this episode comes out. Uh, I might change the schedule. I, I'm still debating that. Uh, where can people find you, Mark? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkIO. That's AskMarkIO. And you can find my blog at AskMark.io. And that is it. Remember, take your long breaks, enjoy it, and we'll catch you next time. Stay productive.
That was a good outro. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>